Hey guys, welcome back to the manual. We appreciate uh, y'all for tuning in and listening. Uh, this would be our episode number four. We would really like to discuss uh, another attribute of manliness, which is strength. Um, one thing, uh, not everyone might have a story or whatnot, but one thing that comes to mind immediately when um, we talk about strength is I lived in Cambodia for like around 12 years and I got back to my home church. Um, I always had ambitions or uh, I always wanted to work out and become jacked or whatever you want to call it. Just just big in general. And I mean, obviously, uh, I've gained some muscle if I had some before and after pictures. But, you know, sometimes it comes a little fat. But um but one thing that I tend to think about, and maybe this is a little bit of a humbling experience, is um, I started uh, working out with a friend of mine. Uh, his name is Eric. And he uh, he taught me a lot of stuff about working out. And so that's just that's just something that comes to mind immediately uh, when it comes to strength. And we built a friendship over uh, uh, working out. And he was kind of kind of functioned as like my mentor in the gym kind of you know we became uh good friends who still are but uh but anyways for this episode there is several different types of strength there's not just physical strength obviously that's the first one that comes to mind but there's physical there's mental strength which has to do with uh consistency and um, sometimes maybe it goes along the lines with uh, reliability. Uh, emotional, can't let your emotions guide your decisions. I think we talked about that in our last episode, uh, mm-hmm. episode three. And and also spiritual. Um, out of the outlook of all the four main broad points that at least um, I I have discovered, uh, spiritual. Is probably the sleeper, meaning it's it's the it's a point that maybe it's not the most important one when it first comes to our minds, but it's probably the most challenging one out of all of them because um, I would say it's easier for me to go to gym than to read my Bible sometimes, mm-hmm. and getting around to that's pretty yeah, hard. It's easier to. Focus on physical strength or even mental strength because you have kind of a like a bar or a standard, yeah. and you can see results. Whereas spiritual strength, you just gotta have the discipline to keep going at it and growing that relationship with the Lord, even though you're not gonna see physical results. Mm-hmm. Which physical results are really encouraging, but the one. Uh, similarity between spiritual strength and um uh physical strength hey somebody's phone has got a ringer <laughs> or vibrate but anyways um is it the it's over. <laughs> we gotta go. That might be a real moment. <laughs> as far as comparisons between spiritual and physical strength, there's obviously the analogy um, of 
spiritual warfare. So in as far as physical strength, you know, you can train, you can arm yourself for battle, so to speak. But then spiritual warfare, you have to train mentally, become strong spiritually and be able to back up what you're saying with scripture and actual knowledge. And it's basically, or it's literally a spiritual version of actual warfare, but there's also a strength that comes with that. That is very obvious to the people around you, much like physical strength as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with that comes like the analogy of putting on the armor of God mm-hmm. so that you're protected. And that's, that's kind of a way of arming yourself, arming yourself against an enemy that you can't see versus buying a weapon or something and arming yourself against someone physically around you. Mm-hmm. So I have a right here. I have a list of uh, what we'll call it um, advantage. No, not advantages. Benefits of physical strength. Um, I even have some. Actually, these are from the Mayo Clinic, which is kind of interesting. I, I try to find a reliable source where which you know we can pull pull this information from because obviously, I mean. Some of this stuff you think of, some of this stuff you don't, but typically if you get it from like Mayo Clinic, it's like, it's it's backed by like experimental and more statistical um, mm-hmm. uh, values that they pull from. But anyways, the first one, uh, we'll just go through these, uh, was uh, developing strong bones. So I had no idea this was the case, but apparently working out, it says by stressing your bones, strength training can in increase bone density and reduce the risk of osteoporosis wow okay good job so (laughs) actually now i think about that y'all know about these uh muay thai fighters i don't know if you've ever seen them Mm, i believe in muay thai fighters Mm -hmm. yes they will take a like a bamboo stick and they will rub it on their shins i just saw that (laughs) that is looks so messed up. You know, it's like fracturing. The I believe it's like fracturing and breaking up the tops of the bone so it repairs itself so it becomes stronger. Yeah. It's so bad. Anybody want to do that? Can't stand I, watching I'll that. have to do a hard pass on that one. That, that's Dude, extremely was, painful looking. The well, I've when I uh when I boxed for a little bit, there were guys that were training Muay Thai, and one of the primary things, of course, they're using pads, they would just hit that thing over and over and over and over, like I don't know. They'd have they have like uh, burpees, and they give out sit ups, push ups, and then hit the pad, hit the pad, hit the push ups, hit the pad, hit the pad. It was mm-hmm. ridiculous. That was one of the things. Um, this is another one we could talk about too. Uh, managing your weight, part of physical strength. Uh, what this says is from the Mayo Clinic. Uh, strength training can help you manage or lose weight and increase your metabolism to help you burn more calories. I found that to be um, pretty true. I think most people do, unless if you have uh, some different types. There's different types of illnesses out there that uh, prevent you from managing your weight even after you work out. Sometimes it's just slow metabolism. Sometimes it's other issues. Mm -hmm. Sometimes uh, you just can't gain weight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with the food that we eat today. Uh, I remember reading in, I think it was Million Dollar Habits. It's a book I was reading slash listening to, but it says 
you can cut a massive amount of weight just by cutting out white flour, uh, salt, and sugar, which mm. those are definitely hard things to cut out, but the lost results the, yeah. are astounding. I lost a lot of, not a lot of weight, but I lost some weight cutting out soda completely. Mm-hmm. I used to drink uh, Mountain Dew religiously when yes. I was 14 until I had migraines. Yeah, <laughs> That yeah. was fun. Mountain yeah, Dew just be mindful about what you're putting in your body. That's a, yeah. you know. So another point that the Mayo Clinic gives us is it enhances your quality of life. Strength training may enhance your quality of life and improve your ability to do everyday activities. Strength tra- training can also pro- protect your joints from injury. Building muscle can contribute to better balance and may reduce your risk of falls. This may help you maintain uh, independence as you age. I... My grandpa, he is 70 years old. I don't know if he still does this, but he used to have a personal trainer. And he lost a lot of weight uh, using that personal trainer. And he also had much better balance. He played a lot of golf. I believe he did a much better at golf. So it's kind of interesting. Even mm-hmm. older people, you know, can get on this train and right. lose some weight, mm-hmm. get some better balance. So... Earlier, you were talking about um, strength training and how they would rub the bamboo sticks on their shins to Mm -hmm. chip away at what's already there in order to grow it back stronger. That's what I've heard. I think that's right. Which that applies to a lot of strength training, especially in martial arts. But an interesting kind of aspect to that is that 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 has been a thing that's been around for a while. I've never heard of the bamboo stick example, but... You know, it's my. It could be anything. I think I say bamboo stick because Muay Thai is originated, I believe, in Thailand. Yeah, they. It's primarily from Thailand. Yeah. So yeah, that would make sense. But something that's kind of interesting about that is it, it kind of relates to our last episode when we were talking about um, gaining experience versus inputting knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than just reading about how to do Muay Thai Mm -hmm. or, you know, how to do a given martial art, actually going out and exposing yourself to the harm just a little step at a time is a great way to strengthen yourself in so many different aspects, even spiritually. Although something that I've always thought is interesting to think about is how much is too much. So obviously, you know, if you spend your, it's, kind of like growing up in a sheltered household, you know, when you first go out into the world, you've never been exposed to any of that. And it just comes as a shock. So I grew up homeschooled, you know, I spent, you know, kindergarten all the way up through high school, homeschooled all the way. And then went to tech school and still going to tech school. And that was like a huge culture shock for me because I'd never been exposed to that kind of atmosphere. So little bits of exposure or experience to the drawbacks or the harmful side can strengthen you but in the in the context of spiritual strength how much is too much you know if you obviously go out into an environment that's not at all um spiritually minded or you know even really bad in a lot of moral applications and moral contexts you know how much is exposing yourself too much to that to where it's actually harmful as opposed to actually strengthening yourself little by little, sort of like a building up an immunity, basically. Yeah, I agree with that. The uh, I do think I, I think it's good um, 
I don't know if you all agree. With, I think it's good to shelter your kids. Obviously, I don't have kids. I'm married or anything like that. But I think it's good to shelter your kids. But you should also be aware that the sheltering, like I was a child once, so I can speak to this from, you know, mm-hmm. I say child once, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'm yeah. still a young adult. Or whatever. <laughs> but I could speak to this. And I when I was when I was growing up, my parents, you know, they would give us uh, certain privileges, uh, maybe as we got older, but it also came with a dose of like, we'll just call it real life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to get, come up with a really good example. Um, I don't, I don't know if I have a really good example off the top of my head, but I really appreciated that my parents raised me in that way because there were some kids, like for instance, if it came to the financial side of things. Or uh, maybe the fact that people can be mean. That's a very common one. Um, Okay, I have a good example. Names will not be mentioned, but there was a misunderstanding in this uh, group chat I had where where people thought that I was telling them that, well, I didn't agree with some things that my curriculum, I was homeschooled as well, that was teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, they were a little bit biased and I put it on there and before I could put it in my next chat block, mm-hmm. the, the whole conversation had twisted what I said, like completely turned into, Oh, I'm for slavery. Oh, and a group of like, uh, whatever the limit for the max, the max limit for Apple group chats. So then these parents stepped in, I was 17 at the time and it just blew up. And I was like, this is not even what I'm saying. They all wanted me to apologize. And I was like, whoa. And they said, we have adopted kids. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What in the world is going on here? And my mom mom was like, that's a mama bear. Mm. So because, because, you know, at some point your kids, they're around my age, a couple of them that were speaking against me. And their phone, their the moms eventually got hold of their phones, and then they're just like completely, you know, took over the phone, started texting as a child, and they were mm-hmm. like my age, and I'm like, well, why can't they speak for themselves? And why does somebody? If there's a misunderstanding, why does somebody step in that quickly instead of people learning how to sort out? I mean, we're right. we're 17, 16 year olds. If we were living in We'll say a worldly environment. Obviously, there are different issues with that. Um, this would be super minor on you know a scale. You know, we're, we're going to high school. You know, we we have a job, but mm-hmm. instead, we're in you know sometimes homes. But anyways, it all blew up. I never got I never got my fair share of my say in it. I was super upset because I was like I didn't say any of that. People twisted my words, mm-hmm. but it was just like. But I really appreciate my parents in that situation. They're like, look, this is what happened. Um, you know, we're my, my parent. I went and told my parents about it, but they're just like, look, you can't. This is like, we're not. I'm not. She's, she's like, I'm not going to take your phone and type on the stupid group chat. Why do you even have a group chat anyways with these people? Yeah. Hmm. Weird perspective, but that's what comes to my mind because it, it, it kind of showed me like, like people can just like go crazy or parents can step in sometimes, you know, being sheltered is a good thing, but 
sometimes the kids, you know, need to, especially if they're older, yeah. need to learn a little bit for themselves. Yeah. Or like having the parents introducing them to yeah. real world aspects a little bit. That's at a probably time. a bad example, but that was one of my experiences. Yeah. I mean, I, I see how it. It's, it was a very tough situation. People probably, people listening to me that are part of that, they probably disagree with me. But, you know, I don't have anything to back up what I'm saying because that's been, what, stinking four years ago. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? If we still care, <laughs> that's right. a problem. Yeah. But Yeah, I've got kind of two points to follow that a little bit. One, going back to what Jesse was saying about exposing yourself a little bit to hardships and stuff to strengthen yourself mentally and spiritually. Um, I definitely believe in that. I think it's important to put yourself in difficult situations sometimes so that you can strengthen yourself. If you think back to times where you're the most stressed, those are typically the moments where you grow the most. Mm, yeah. I, I heard this analogy. It was uh, some guy is like, sometimes... I walk up to a fence and I just throw my backpack over the fence full of my stuff just to just to figure out some way to be able to get over the fence. Yeah. And I think that's part of building strength is just putting yourself in a situation that, you know, you can't just get out of. Mm -hmm. And so you can find another way to do things and grow as a man. Man, what is that analogy from? I don't remember exactly. I've definitely heard it before. I'm going to look it up real quick. Second point, I don't necessarily believe in complete sheltering of children. I think, and this is just from my experience, my parents sheltered me for a while and then everything was, you know, within reach Mm -hmm. very quickly. It happened like that overnight. And that was the switch from homeschool to public school for me. Um, some people may have a different experience, but I really wish they would have at least exposed me to some stuff before that. Because mm-hmm. I spent years trying to decipher, like, why is why is everyone this way? Mm-hmm. I was promised something different about the world, and it's not the way that I think. Your parents listen to this, right? Yeah, okay. they are. <laughs> and, you know, sorry if you don't agree with that, Mom and Dad, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I, yeah. I really agree with that. I mean, it's like a uh, sometimes I, I have I have a couple of people, and it seems like sometimes they're just they're. I, I'm trying to remember. There was this video I watched. I think it was this cartoon when I was little, and this kid wanted to grow up, and maybe it was Arthur or something like that. He wanted to grow up and leave the house. He's like, okay, here's some money. Here's your backpack. You put them outside. And close the door, and the kid had no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like, there's, you know, little analogies and stuff like that. I just remember that. I, I can't remember where, what it's from. But that, you know, you know, exposure to, when we talk about exposure to the world, we're talking about exposure to just outright sin. Like pretty, you know, we were raised not to curse. We were raised not to, um, uh, we'll say just look at bad stuff on the internet, whatever. And then you go to school and some of these kids, especially in high school, who's like, oh, check this out. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you were raised not to watch certain things or listen to certain things. And then you're just constantly exposed to it. You know, sometimes, but I think it's a good thing if, um, 
if you were raised or you are being raised in such a way where it's kind of like, all right, when you are, for instance, for me, my, I was the, I'm the oldest kid. So of course I'm the guinea pig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was 16 when I got my first phone uh-huh. and I lived overseas. It wasn't a big deal. It probably would have been a bigger deal if I lived here, yeah. but um, you know, and obviously now like, you know, I think pretty much every single one of my siblings has a phone. The youngest is 13. We might have, he has an iPad actually. But, you know, like recently I got the the iPhone 15 Pro and I had the 12 mini before that. And one of my sisters wanted it, so I sold it to her. And then she sold her phone to the next sibling. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it seems like it seems like sometimes, um, at least in my situation, my parents learn from I say my parents learn. I appreciate. Well, it's just a, it's a, it's a life process and they learn from raising me and then they pass whatever they learned to uh, with raising me. And then they adjusted it to, you know, each kid is different. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I think it's, why are we talking about this? If we're not even parents is my question, <laughs> but these are just opinions. We could definitely yeah, be wrong. It's observations. I think it's important not to create a false reality for your children because they're going to have to live in reality itself. The one that's already there. Mm-hmm. So, and even older siblings can help with that. Exactly. Exactly. So little exposures I think can help. And that's, that's strength. I think because as a parent, once again, we're not parents, but <laughs> you don't want to give your children over to the world because you know how bad that it is. Right. Mm-hmm. But it takes strength to be able to look at it and say, my child's going to have to live in this. So I'm going to let him go out into it and discover things. And then I'm going to guide him and tell him what's right and what's wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. same concept is I don't think your parents would drive up to a bank and drop you off, go open up a bank account. And we've never even been inside of a bank before. Exactly. Right. They'd be like, here, let's walk in. They do most of the talking. You chime in here, there. This is what happens here. This is what happens there. Yeah. Just so, you know, I mean, your parents are there to be your guide, like it or not. Sometimes when I'll just say when we're rebellious against our parents and because God put them in our lives for a reason. Um, and sometimes we're, we're rebellious or things don't go exactly our way and we get all frustrated, but you know, they're in our lives for a reason mm-hmm. and we go all according, all according to God's purpose and plan for each individual person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. irony of it is that it takes strength from the parents to build or instill so strength much in the strength. kids. Exactly. Yeah. Your uh, life, life, I hear you just, life just completely changes when you have kids. It's just. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about this, and we probably have totally different opinions. <laughs> I was gonna um, mention something about um, like shelteredness. Um, I think that if you shelter your kids too much, um, because like I've seen it before in different people that I know, like growing up, um, but if you shelter them too much, then by the time they're like teenager you know 16 17 and they're exposed to the world and they see all this stuff it can actually like honestly make your kid angry that you never like showed them all this stuff become bitter right and become bitter yeah and what they hate 
so much that they were that sheltered that they want to be the exact opposite of sheltered. And then they like completely change. They'll become a totally different person. I've seen it with a girl I worked with. Um, just as soon as she started hanging out with their own group, she just completely changed. Uh, I don't know. I think that's an issue as well. Yeah. That, that, that constantly brings back to mind. When we talk about physical strength, it's a buildup of strength. It's a constant exercise. It's not a one-time thing, but there's different, there's more than just physical, um, spiritual, there's mental strength. Um, a lot of people talk about mentality, confidence that's thrown around, especially a lot of times in sports, mm-hmm. but, um, I, just a couple of things I think about is I think it takes mental strength to be, we'll call it, I have a learning spirit. To constantly be willing to learn new things, even if it's uncomfortable and it's just not what you, what you want to do at the moment because it's boring, but learning how to endure past, you know, that little, um, that, that little barrier so that you can get the reward that's on the other side. Like, like we were talking about the, the backpack over the fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, a couple other things is, um, when things around you just kind of fall apart. I know you just probably every one of us has probably had a point in our lives where it just felt like just the world was crumbling at our hands mm-hmm. and we're just, we're just standing there and we're watching everything fall apart around us. And you don't know what to do. And you kind of, sometimes you hit this point where you just want to crumble with it or you just keep standing mm-hmm. and keep moving forward. Yeah, and those kind of situations build mental toughness, I think, after those situations that we've all had, and probably all of our listeners too. You come out of the other side of it with a different viewpoint, and you come out of it with evidence as well, evidence that you can make it through something like that. And, you know, the dragons that you're slaying keep getting bigger, but you have all the dragons you've slayed before, Mm-hmm. And that's that's an analogy by, I think, Alex Hermosi, I believe. He's a financial guy on YouTube. Well, another thing to keep in mind is whenever things are falling apart around you, of course, your problems are relative to the person. But um, uh, what is if God be a, God be for me, who be against me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you know, the the Lord has a will for you in your life. Um, Obviously, things falling apart, whatever it is in your life, was part of God's will. I mean, think about Job in the Bible. Everything fell apart. I don't think uh, we can all imagine, at least us four here probably will too, about um, all of our, I think it was all our kids dying. I mean, Job was a very wealthy man. He lost all of his possessions. Um, And I believe technically... Saying got permission from the Lord to tend mm-hmm. Job. Mm-hmm. Well, and another biblical figure that I think is overlooked a little bit in terms of strength is um, Joseph, mm-hmm. because he also had everything taken from him just one day when his brothers betrayed him and threw him in the pit. He, you know, life just abruptly changed for him. And obviously, he had God with him the whole mm-hmm. time. And I'm sure that greatly helped with his mental and spiritual strength. He was obviously very spiritually strong anyway, but 
that helped a lot given that he lost everything, lost all his, any friends, his actual brothers that, you know, yeah, like Ruben that actually loved him and his father and his mother. But he lost everything, but he had the mental strength. Now, of course, back in those days, mental strength was not as uncommon as it is nowadays, I believe. But he, in certain aspects, but he, you know, being trapped in the pit and then being sold into slavery, that had to have taken a ton of mental fortitude and the ability to remain sane under those circumstances. Mm-hmm. I think it all really comes back to um, spiritual strength, though, mm-hmm. uh, having a close walk with God. Because um, I don't remember, I can't quote any verses from uh, Genesis concerning Joseph, but um, I do remember that the, the Lord was with him the entire time. The Lord was holding him up. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the world, that's, that's one thing that maybe we don't want to mix up is the, the mental, the mental strength a lot of times has to be supported by your spiritual strength. Yes. Because otherwise, I mean, I mean, there's, there's, you don't have your solid foundation on which you, which you build it. Maybe if you, you know, you build a tower, your spiritual strength, which would be your relationship with God would be the bottom mm-hmm. of the foundation. And then the different points might be mental, emotional, and even physical. If God gifts you with the ability of having physical strength, think of uh, what was it Samson? Yeah, mm-hmm. in the Bible, I was gonna mention him. Yeah. He's a I don't even know how strong that dude was, but he brought down. He was a, pretty strong. He brought down a house. I mean, yeah, <laughs> a he, big house. <laughs> a big house. I feel like that's maybe another reason why depression and male suicide rates seem to be so high. Now, or are so high, they don't seem to be, they are. Um, I think that may probably has something to do with the lack of spiritual strength. There's, you know, when you're lost spiritually, your mental strength doesn't have anything to build on. Yeah. You, you have, and this also relates to having a purpose. You're, it's hard to be mentally healthy when you aren't built upon any sort of moral foundation or don't have anywhere that you're going. Mm-hmm. You've got nothing. So you have no reason to be mentally strong because there's no goal. There's no starting point. So you end up crumbling down. So then they resort to other things. And that's why you see a lot of really physically strong guys who are missing everything else or a lot of, you know, I'm trying to think of other things like overly masculine guys who are also very, um, what's the word on, <laughs> Well, the overly masculine guys, it seems like they're every, every man is we'll, we'll put it. Every man is masculine in his own way because mm-hmm. everybody's different. But it seems like sometimes people that want to exert their manliness on others, as in I'm more dominant than you. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why exactly they well, do that. It oftentimes feels like they're compensating for the lack of spiritual strength by forcing physical strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sh- you know, showing it off because they're compensating for something else most of the time. This is not every scenario, but I hear most gym often. rats are like they're 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 socially awkward. Like I, as in, I'll have to read up some on some statistics. But I hear like most gym rats. 
We'll call them gym rats. That's uh, where they be, thrive yeah. is in the gym. That's yeah, because they're not talking to anybody. You know, they're they're focus they're focusing on uh they're just a little bit awkward. That's just the maybe there's a reason why that's sometimes the uh the 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 pers uh, the perception of people that go to the gym a lot and work on their bodies a bunch like these guys are huge. Uh, a lot of times the perception of them is like, oh, yeah, they would not be socially super comfortable. They probably would be introverts. A lot um, of them are very insecure. And that's yeah. why they're there as well. They want to be. Well, I mean, you see all the you saw the memes out there every single time. It's like the, the, the guy, this girl breaks up with the guy. And then the next scene you see, yeah. he's waving him over to come into the gym. You yeah. Right. Mm. Probably a reason for that. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that all other kinds of strength build off of spiritual strength. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think that you can have sufficient mental or physical strength to go through life and f feel fulfilled without having s spiritual strength as well. And I believe that other people can see it too. When you've got someone who is seems like they're overcompensating with physical or mental strength versus someone who's well-rounded and has a nice basis of spiritual strength and then they've built on top of that with mental strength and physical strength that's someone you look up to automatically mm -hmm. yeah you totally just see it it's like an aura around them like mm -hmm. yeah the uh uh, when we're talking about spiritual strength as well, um, sometimes I did a broad search on this. And one of the things is obviously Google is not uh, Christianity based at all, but they said find your purpose in life. So I thought that was kind of interesting because um, our, our spiritual strength would be based off of why are we here, mm -hmm. you know? That'd be a you know great purpose question. Uh, a couple of things I had is uh, why did God create you? Because in the Bible talks about we were created created in the image of God. Mm -hmm. And one thing that it says are we are you just another clump of living cells? I mean, are we just gonna Real. like are we just gonna like live and die and then we're completely forgotten or? Do you actually have a soul? Yeah. Well, you could see why that would take a toll on your mental and physical. You think there's nothing after health. you die? Yeah. Like if you don't have a spiritual strength to base it off of, then all you know is that there was blackness. You were born and became conscious. And then when you die, there's more, just nothing. Then I could. How can we even perceive nothing? Yeah. I mean, because well, it's not I even could black. See, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just nothing on either side. But I could see why that would take a severe toll on your mental health if you don't have that spiritual base and then that would you know you need something to spend time on and focus on like physical strength or something to especially keep yourself when distracted. we're talking about everything breaks down around you mm -hmm. what's holding you up i mean god is yeah and and also i mean it's the same thing as a uh, god has a will for your uh for your life and maybe everything falling apart is part of the learning process of the Lord's will in your life. And a lot of times, each and every one of us, we have to seek out what the Lord's will is. Uh, will is. It, I kind of wish it was like, look, 
here it is. This is a job you're going to have. This is what you're going to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is who you're going to marry. So many kids, grandkids, or you just die at 24. You know, <laughs> I'm the oldest one here. So I <laughs> the first, <laughs> but yeah, um, you'll be the guinea pig. of the. I'll group. be the guinea pig. I'm already the guinea pig, <laughs> but, um, but I, I, I kind of wish that, you know, he laid it all out, but he didn't. Yeah. And he has a reason for that. I think if he laid it all out, that, I mean, we'd look at it and be like, nah, I'm done, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. In our Bible study, I've heard a couple people talk about it in this way that I thought was interesting. And it's like they were discussing, um, like, how does that work? Because what if God did have a set, like, plan for each and every one of you? And then you think you're making your own decisions. So you're like, oh, you know. I'm probably supposed to do this, so I'm going to do this other thing, you know, to go against, you know, what God wants, whatever, and maybe it'll mess up. To prove it's not predestination. The future, yeah, to yeah. prove, yeah, exactly. Um, But they said, I thought it was really interesting because they said it was like, maybe it's more like no matter what you do, God will make it fit into his plan. It doesn't matter if, because you have free will to a certain extent, but like no matter which path you take, God will make it work. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. I don't know if we want to put it the way God will make it work because uh, I'm trying to remember the exact word, but God knows the present, past, and future. Yeah, he already, already made it work. He because he's he, outside exactly, of time. He already made it work. He's uh, yep, we're just what he's outside of time, so he knows the finished product. He knows before, after. Um, I can't remember where it says that in the Bible. I think it it might be mentioned. I can't remember where it's at in the Bible. I've heard some stuff uh, taught on it and preached on it, but that's pretty. That's really cool. But yet. Then again, we have free will. I mean, it's obviously displayed in the case of Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. But the weird part is God, since he's, I think, is omnipresent. Um, I think it might be omnipresent. Omnipotent. Omnipotent. I can't remember. I'd have to look up these words. Well, yeah, it's like you have a bunch of different paths you can take, but they're all in the same box. They all go to the same. Yeah end result but yet we have free will and weird part is part of free will is uh salvation because god can't just like oh look you're saved but you do have free will to believe in him it's It's very hard to comprehend it's hard it's difficult to comprehend i don't know if that's exactly you're referring to but that's that's what i believe Mm -hmm. yeah it's I think most of it is beyond our comprehension as humans, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, The most important thing we can do, though, spiritually and to be spiritually strong is just to become saved and guide others towards salvation. Mm -hmm. And I think part of being spiritually strong is like as a man is when you have a family and a community that looks up to you being able to state your beliefs about the Lord and encourage all of them to become saved as well. Yeah. So, so um, tying it back all together, we had that analogy earlier. Um, what Clayton said was 
throwing your bag over the fence and figuring out a way to get to it. Mm-hmm. So um, it could be uncomfortable. I mean, I don't know. Could it be embarrassing maybe? Anyways, it could be different, mm-hmm. a different circumstance in life that you just, you need to overcome it. So set yourself up where you have no choice but to overcome that obstacle. But uh, for uh, this week's challenge, we'd like you to maybe find something in your life. And we'll do it ourselves, obviously. We'll need, we need to keep ourselves accountable on this, too. But throwing uh, your bag over the fence, whatever it may be, whatever goal you may accomplish, could be business. Uh, you know what? We have done this before. We're doing it right now. Yeah, we are doing yeah. it right now. We, this uh, podcast. Yeah, this podcast. We threw in, all, threw in our funds to buy all the equipment we need. We had to figure out the audio editing. We're still figuring out video editing and all that stuff. Yeah. So I we're mean, that's still a, climbing over the fence right we're now. We're still climbing yeah. over the fence. I can tell you what, content creation is difficult. It is. Um, so, anyways, find something in your life that would be uh, that's a challenge that maybe you believe that you need to overcome, whether it be business, spiritual, physical, or anything of that sort. But just uh, sit and ponder well, find something, maybe write it down. And then figure out figure out a way to get over that hurdle. You know, force yourself to. But mm-hmm. anyways, thank you for listening. Uh, you can check us out on, at um, Instagram on manual underscore pod. Um, you can also uh, g- give us a, a review. Drop us five stars. Only five. <laughs> five anyways, is the only. That will really help us out to get our podcast uh, out there. Um, anything else you want to add? You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Chromecast. Apparently, people have been listening on Facebook too, although I'm not sure. I don't how. know how they listen <laughs> on Facebook. You we'll know, Google Podcasts we'll went down, right? Yeah, Google Podcasts got YouTube. taken over. Yeah. So I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know. I mean, but yeah, we're on, also on TikTok. Um, yeah. I think we, I believe, we, yeah, we have it linked in our uh, link tree on our Instagram. So, anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening, and this has been the manual.